Um, I'm Phoebe and I'm an artist. And what sort of work do you make? Uh, at the moment, it's, I'm actually painting a lot, which is, which is quite new really. Um, and working with ceramic sculpture. And wh how do you position your work? Where, where do you, um, without wanting to pigeonhole, where, where would you position and categorize your, your work? Uh, I, th I think I'm realizing more and more that I, I'm, I feel like I'm in a very early stage of, of, and probably can't, can't necessarily categorize my work. I think part of it's quite, um, uh, part, part of it's sort of led a lot by, um, emotion and I guess trying to inject some sort of emotional energy into materials. So whether that is, that's clay, paper, linen, oil, um, or, and then the other side of it is, is sort of, I guess, quite active, um, thinking about activism and how, I guess, as an artist, you can kind of spur on social change or be part of the conversation of, of, of some sort of social change. Lots of people, um, want to pigeonhole you, uh, I think because you're, a young female artist um, because you engage with feminist issues, but lots of um, people call you a feminist artist. Do you, do you ever say that that's what you are? I'm a feminist and I'm an artist and I don't really have a problem uh, being called a feminist artist if that's, if that's what people want. Um, I think it's you know, I I I think it's important to sort of stand by sort of things that are important to kind of I guess to important to the way that you think and the way that you manoeuvre around I guess being an artist. Um, yeah, I don't mind gender um, gender and and race. Um, come up in your work a, a, a lot, though it's something you you dig into, you try to engage with. Um, can you talk about? Uh, I mean, I know that you just touched on activism, but can you talk about why you're um, engaging in those subjects? I don't know if it's just because of of the point I am in, sort of like my artistic life, because I feel like I'm definitely at, at the beginning of what will hopefully be a kind of like, I don't know, a lifelong journey or whatever. Um, but it's, I, th I guess it seems quite relevant to start with yourself, you know, to start looking, looking at what, what affects you, what affects the people close to you. And so naturally issues to do with gender and race are, are there, you know, as, as, a mixed race person as a black person in society I am immediately racialized um, whether I feel that instinctually in myself or whether it's the experience I've had um, ha with my family um, 
it, it's it's present, you know, it couldn't be more present than now. I've been in New York for the last couple of months and almost now on like a two-weekly basis, we've had this sort of a chilling story about 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 identity, about race and, and the ramifications of of just walking down the street and, you know, in one skin opposed to another. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those issues sort of maybe coming into my work are just a sort of natural sponge. Can we can we talk specifically about um, a, a piece you installed at the Cobb Gallery in London, uh, which I think was titled OK, 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 three OKs, which um, was was meant to reference the Ku Klux Klan. And maybe could you describe that piece? So those those were, um, I guess, essentially like plaster cones with with kind of uh, large holes, kind of dug out of the inside. Um, and yeah, they they began to resemble a sort of uh, a very fractured and probably, um, I don't know, a disfigured version of a Ku Klux Klan hat. Um, and this is, I guess, kind of like a what, what seems to be happening a lot in my work is that there will be kind of themes that are rolling around that are to do with maybe ideas about activism and, I don't know, sort of like broader themes about the world or whatever. And then there are sort of material concerns. So initially when I was making those pieces, I was interested in being able to create a form that that had a real vertiginous kind of feeling of like of of drawing you down of falling and making the plaster move in a way that that kind of felt like it was jolting forward and as i began to like sort of work with these different forms the the kind of either a sort of specter or Ku Klux clan began to form and I, I I think that's I guess I guess where the sort of the material play and all of the the sort of studio stuff that you do begins to like latch on and glue with the with the other ideas that are going on. Someone um in a review I read described them as cute, which I found appalling. I mean, appalling on many levels, uh, not least of all because it's a, a fairly simplistic reading of some complicated work, but also because um, I don't think if you were a male artist, that word would even come into play. There are all sorts of words that come into play, as I, I'm realizing as a female artist, that definitely would not be used so readily with a man. But... Um, it's kind of those things are too annoying and frequent to to think about too much i guess um another thing that that i i found um interesting and and quite difficult um in doing research on your practice was that if you do a google image search of your name 
your work doesn't come up, but your face comes up. Um, yeah, I know. Does is that something that frustrates you? It did at first. Um, I've only been doing kind of modeling work and kind of things that might, I mean, a lot, a lot of those pictures have actually just might be me at an art opening or a kind of something, um, that isn't, yeah, that is just, I don't know, some weird thing where you get your picture taken. Um, but I've only been sort of doing modeling for two years. And uh, at first it was just for money. And now actually, as I'm becoming a little bit better at it, there's sort of some, I don't know, uh, I don't know, maybe an exhibitionist in me that kind of enjoys it when, it, when it's good. But it, is it frustrating? Yes. But I, I just sort of like stopped stopped caring actively stopped caring i think there's a thing in the art world though you know the 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 idea of the the artist as a superstar um and you know you're not alone in that aaron young bears the same uh problem or uh, and he uses it um quite carefully do, do you think it's something i mean as you just said that that the exhibitionist in you uh, enjoys it? Do you think it's something that you could deploy as part of your work, using your persona to push? To be honest, it really hasn't. It, it's something that's, that's often brought up, but it just really hasn't been relevant. It really hasn't felt relevant. It really, for me, especially the way I kind of got into it, it was, it was not so different from having to take a job in a bar or in a shop it just it bought me time you know I can earn as much money in a day as I might do in three or four months so it's just it's been quite a practical thing to be honest um and also it's like I I can be quite objective about about the way I look you know I've I've been I've heard this you know term beautiful being banded about since I was since I could understand even what it meant and it's always been quite maybe an abject or or almost seemed like a quite a redundant thing so it's it's not a surprise to me and I think that you kind of I mean not surprise I don't know how to it's, it's not new it's not new whether these pictures were online or whether it's just walking into a room there are certain assumptions you know that are made about the way you look and I've always thought it was quite peculiar but I'm not I don't know it makes sense it, you use you use your body um in in your work as well so it is like this uh as you said it's something you're used to um engaging with yourself in a sort of physical way and I'd, I'd love to talk about the collaboration you did which was a, a video homage to Bridget Berlin's tit prints. Yeah. Can you just talk about that video? I mean, that video was, was quite playful and it actually came, um, because Carly and I were just sort of like quite enamored when we were watching, uh, this particular, this particular documentary because it was 
John Waters talking over and some some phone conversations with Andy Warhol, all talking about these like infamous tip prints. Um, and I, I guess maybe as a woman, as a young woman, there is a sense of wanting to sort of not just reclaim your body, but you know, it, it, it's it's used in so many ways by other people, and it's quite exciting to sort of figure out how you know how how you might want to manipulate or engage engage with your own body and that was I think that was just quite a, a fun thing the, for us to do. The way it was shot the the vantage point um, was quite difficult in the in the um, I guess if you're if you're thinking about sort of feminist theory and, and Laura Mulvey's work about narrative cinema and mm -hmm. um, you know the the to be looked atness of uh, women and the male gaze and all that was, was that deliberate i don't think there was like i mean when i've i like framed that up i i, I think i was just conscious that i didn't want there to be any kind of um uh i wanted it to be quite strongly focused on what the film was about and i guess quite unflinchingly um, which was a conscious thing. I don't know, I can't really think in relation to Laura Mulvey what the, what, I guess, I guess what the relation is, but, um, but yeah, I, it was, I guess it was very conscious. Yeah. And actually it, 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 it going back onto YouTube, or well, actually it's not allowed, it wasn't at that point allowed on YouTube, but going back into that, um, kind of like video meme sphere, it was quite conscious. It was actually something that I'd done with a lot of previous films that did not have tits in, um, in my work, which was to have this very tight crop that's often used on, um, specifically foot fetish films, um, online and lots of kind of like, um, I guess non genital, uh, sort of fetishes. So like the AM, the AMSR videos are all very tight crops on the face and, the foot fetish ones are always a very particularly tight crop on the, I, I, I guess it's that sense of like almost like disembodiment and then like fracturing the body so that you're kind of like maybe made to feel slightly uncomfortable even though it might be a quite a sexually charged piece. But do you worry then that you're um, perpetuating this like traditional exhibitionist role of the woman to, to be not only looked at but displayed and then um, sort of coded for the strongest visual and erotic impact yes completely that video had um i think thirty thousand views in the Gosh. first weekend it was put online and that's not because people are interested in art um so it it's definitely a massive part of i think any any woman especially now uh using her body because you, you know, it's the constant question, am I just contributing to a bank of images that are just constantly growing and constantly potentially disembodying all of us? Um, but I don't think it's a reason to stop. And is, is that, well, is that why, though, you've, you're focusing more on paintings, as you said at the beginning? Do you think you're moving away from that sort of work? Well, it's interesting, actually, because the paintings are 
they're very much part of the um, have have led on from the for the films that I was making at the beginning of I guess when I started showing my work and stuff and um, and I use my body in them you know they're 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 made on the floor and I kind of in, in in various ways end up crawling across the canvas even if I'm using brushes they are very um my whole body is very much engaged so actually maybe it's it's felt like a way of leaving a trace and using using my body in a in a less graphic but maybe more effective way um especially especially in relation to, I guess, maybe a previous generation of artists of, you know, of whom's work I really love, someone like Janine Anthony, who kind of, the, the the active body was very much almost part of the end work, was perhaps trying to, trying to do something similar, but actually remove the body completely from the actual final image that you see or final thing that you experience can we um if, following on from that talk about the the use of the word cunt in your work uh cunt is the first the first text piece really i've i've done and the first word i've worked with and i was sort of drawn to it on a lot of levels i it seemed like the most seductive word to potentially use and the most effective. Um, it's, I started thinking about it as being potentially the only anarchic word left because it's, it is banned from a lot of our, a lot of our print media and online media. And, and it's still very much something, a word that is, that is potentially contentious and, uh, but like much loved, and I, I kind of like. I was interested in in the, in its use as this sort of like reclaimed word for feminists, some feminists, uh, but then also something that gets you know banded around to an, inanimate objects and is mu very much part of like, I don't know, car abuse culture and like you know just that 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 can be word a word that's full of so much pleasure, you know it's. One of the first, I guess, swear words I probably knew and really enjoyed. My mum definitely used it a lot. Um, yeah, that's that, that. That was like I, I kind of like I liked I, I I liked that it has the same has the same effect and meaning whether it's a politicized if there's a politicized sort of like um, energy behind it or whether you're literally just screaming it at someone it um it also it it means massively different things in the u.s than really? it does in the uk yeah it's not um in the u.s if you say it, it's literally the worst thing you could possibly say and when i came to england it, i was shocked by how many people would just say it yeah and also i, I don't know if it's like if, if it's different with with different groups of people like my parents are both very very cockney and I and I sometimes have to catch myself because I realize the way when they use it it sounds completely different to how maybe it does when I use it 
Um, and actually, I was speaking to an artist who grew up in Qatar, and I think it's it's a very similar word. It might even I think it looks like kanto, but um, she was telling me that when it's used, she she came to my studio once. She was like, "What's with all your agro art?" and and I was trying to explain the same thing to her, and she was saying that it's it's like if if any word has a spell in it, that's the word. She said that if a man says it on the street there, it's sort of like everyone sort of you know is chilled and goes silent. It's it's like you know, and I and I was interested in that power of it, the, the power of, of 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 its multiplicity. I guess I'm I'm pleased you brought up agro. Um, because, you know, in looking at your work, you have to go back through the, the, the people that have come before you, right? The, Tracy Emin mm-hmm. and her aggression, and even before Tracy, someone like Judith Bernstein, who sort of had the last word on male aggression. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see yourself as fitting in, in the agro lineage? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess the frank answer is yes, but also I think I think there's there's an element of trying to challenge wh- what a powerful representation of 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 a sort of female energy is because I think actually it's not aggression. Um, it's it, it it can be very intense. Um, it can deal with sort of desire. But actually, you know, Tracy Emin's work, a lot of it, a lot of it is just powerful. You know, it's, it's, it's about emotions and feelings. And is it actually aggro or is it that we just don't like what she's saying? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I guess the same could be said of Bernstein, you know, one of her... Favorite or my favorite she pieces. She did comp face, yeah, <laughs> and fun gun, which is um, you know, a a, a penis, a wrecked penis that's um, got a hammer and a trigger attached to it. So it's mm. all about right the the phallus and the power of the phallus. And 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 again, you know, it's it's I, I guess the sort of implication of that is like who is it aggressive to? I don't have a penis, so it's not going to make me squeam, but it's going to make. If, if you could, if, if you do have one, I can imagine that being quite brutal. So it's like again, it's like who, who, who's feeling the aggression and who's actually just trying to push something that's powerful. Do you think your work's autobiographical? Uh, not, not, uh, not directly. No. Um, not, not, not by the time of its end point. I guess all, all work starts from some kind of personal biography. Um, but at its end point, it's, it's just hopefully, hopefully thinking about something that's a lot, a lot bigger than me and that's a lot more universal, I think.